when the moon hits your eye like a big pizza pie, that's amore. When the world seems to shine like you've had too much wine, that's amore. Bells will ring, tingle-ling-a-ling, tingle-ling-a-ling, and you'll sing Vita Bella. That's amore. Grandissima Marco De Vaio. Buongiorno, buonasera, and welcome to After Woodworks. I'm Kevin Lagame, and today it's Tuesday, May 28th, the one day before the Voyager's Cup final tomorrow night in Vancouver. We're going to preview this today on After Woodworks. Me, I, and Ludovic Martin, we did a little clip last Saturday night at the Saputo where Marco Revaio scored his first hat trick in the MLS, three goal game, and he could have scored at least two more. What a performance by my favorite Italian striker who plays in the MLS. I know there's only two and they're both from Montreal, but still, Marco. That's amore, Marco. That's amore. That's just amore. <laughs> so we're going to preview the U.S. Open Cup as well. The third round of the Cup starts today, May 28th, and tomorrow, May 29th. So we're going to preview the couple games. I'm not going to talk about the, all the 15, 18 something games. Just the couple matchup of the team from the NASL and Orlando from the PDL, USL Pro PDL. Former rivals and adversaries of the impact in the NASL in the last couple of years. It'll be interesting to see those to see those teams again to play against MLS and there will be a couple upsets and I'll tell you later who I think will upset who. <laughs> but first rainy night but also entertaining at Saputo on Saturday. A hatter from Marco. First goal for Blake Smith and a 5-3 victory. Wenger even scored, like Andrew scored, off a corner. It looked like a header, but we could say it's more of a shoulder goal on the replay. But good job, Andrew. It was your best game of the season, in my opinion, Mr. Andrew Wenger. You were on almost every single important play. You were there on the highlights, on every single highlights. We see that number 33 there, which the chemistry with Devayo is beginning to to evolve and to become something real and dangerous. The way he creates space for Devayo now, the way he can find him when he crosses, and the Romero cross to Devayo volley for the third goal, which is nominated for the goal of the week. So take a second right now and go vote for Marco Devayo for the goal of the week because today, Marco Devayo was not, not even nominated. He won, he is player of the week from last week, and he's on top of the Castrol Index as well for the best performance for a player. What a week for him. Three goals again. Marco, grandissima Marco. <laughs> so Andrew Wenger impressed me this weekend. So you know what? I'm glad DeVaio got the player of the week just for a second. Because Mr. Robbie Keane on Sunday tried to steal his, his thunder. But hope, not hopefully, the jury actually made the right decision. They made the right call. Because Keane's goal were on penalty. DeVaio were all up on the run of play. And that's why DeVaio deserved that player of the week. You know who else had a good game on Saturday? 
which I actually gave him a look. I gave him a hard time two weeks ago. It's Mister Denis Yapikino had his best game of the year. Great passes from the back, from the left, on the wings to actually Romero and to Blake Smith a little later on in the game. Great passes. His vision is back, and you know why? Because the facial hair is back. He stopped shaving ever since I said it on my podcast. Probably not, but let me let me think that it's because I said it on my show. And ever since, it means Saturday, he played great. You see? That little confidence, the little Johnny Depp look gives you, makes all the difference. Speaking about looks, Mr. Jeb the Warrior Brovsky started the game with a mask, looked like a superhero. But then, like a true superhero would do, like a true super warrior, with all the rain and the condition, he couldn't see properly, probably. So he just took the mask off and played. He got substituted after 45 minutes, and that tells me that he will play on Wednesday night against his former team. And I still can't believe that Vancouver didn't protect him two years ago during the, the, the expansion draft. What a great, great guy. What a guy. I'm impressed by him. What can I say? <laughs> and not even imp- not only impressed, but man, that guy has cojones. What a guy. He will be a captain one day. Will he be with Montreal? Will he be somewhere else? I, hopefully he'll be in Montreal after Bernier retires because Bernier is the next captain of Montreal Impact. If whatever happens to Arno, I hope he comes back. He still has symptoms. As of this weekend, he still had symptoms. Hopefully they'll go away so we can come back to get in shape because he's always in shape. He used to work out all the time and it must be hard, really hard on him not to be able to do anything because he's basically not even clear to have exhaustion on his body. So there's no exhaustion possible. He cannot even do like 60% exhaustion. It's 0%. Poor guy. It must be so hard. My heart's with you, Davey. Capitan, get better. We're with you. Can't wait to see you on the pitch again. And can you imagine when Arno, Pisano, Paponi, Rivas? No, that's will happen. It's going to happen with six games left in the season. Here it is. I'm under my over-under I did last week. I'm under seven games. Six games is going to be left when Rivas comes back. Hopefully. <laughs> but that's okay. It's going to give more time for Wandril and for Carl to, and, Max, and uh, Maxime Tissot to develop and to get better and to get more playing time. Hopefully we'll see Tissot on the field Wednesday. Because, yes, Yapikino's performance was great. But Tissot is still a decent option on left-back for now. Unless Yapikino gets better. But there's both still very young players. And as a defender, you need a little bit more experience to get 90 minutes in a consistent basis. <laughs> yeah, so we're going to go a small break here on Off the Woodworks. And when we come back, that little clip with Ludovic Martin. A little bit about the confrontation of Devayo and McInerney on Saturday. And preview the final of La Coupe des Voyageurs. And after the interview, Voyageur Final Cup encore. See you soon. When the stars- 
Large make you drool just like pasta fuzzle. That's some more. That's some more. When you dance down the street with the cloud at your feet, you're in love. After a big victory against the Union, 5-3. We are here at the Saputo with Mr. Ludovic Martin. How are you doing, Ludovic? Good, good, and you? What's your first thought about that 5-3 victory for the Montreal Impact? Well, it was a crazy game. Uh, there was a lot of defensive miscues, both for Montreal and uh, Philadelphia. But for the fans, eight goals in one game. And in Montreal, they score five. Three for Devoyer, which is exceptional. <laughs> Can't be happier than that. Three points, that's good. Against a direct rival for the playoffs, it's perfect for Montreal. So who do you think won the duel, McInerney or DeVaio? Well, it's 3-1 to one in 30 minutes for, uh, for DeVaio, so they're both tight. I'm curious to see who's going to be uh, on top at the end of the, uh, of the year, but both of them are, are really good players, though. So. <laughs> so with this victory, Montreal now goes up to Vancouver this Wednesday to face the Montreal Impact in the second leg of the final of the Amway Canadian Championship. What's your prediction for that game to start with? Uh, my prediction is that there will be goals, more goals than last time because it was a nil-nil. Maybe not eight goals like today, but both Vancouver and Montreal will open up uh, a little bit because someone needs to score to, to win. Nobody wants to go to penalties, that's too much of a... You don't know what, what's going to happen. So Montreal will definitely want to score an away goal to, 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 to get the lead. And if that happens, if Montreal scores early, then Vancouver will go all out because they need to score too. So, Definitely will see goals. Who is going to win? I hope it's Montreal because I'm a Montreal fan, but it could be Vancouver because they're at home. It won't be easy for Montreal playing on the turf uh, with the Vancouver fans there. So we'll see what, what will happen. Do you think Montreal is going to have an A team or a B team going on the field on Wednesday? I think it's going to be pretty much the same thing that we saw today against uh, Chicago, except probably Nesta won't play. But I don't think he'll play because just coming back from injury, going to Vancouver, playing on turf. He played 90 minutes today, so I don't think he'll play. As for Divayo, he played uh, 90 minutes today, but when you play after a, a Saturday, you've got an extra day. So I think he'll start. I think we'll see pretty much the same thing, except that Camara will probably be back and take uh, Nesta's place. Oh, so hopefully Camara will be there. And do you think Vancouver has what it takes to actually to be trouble for Montreal? Well, they can play good defensive. If they don't give a goal to, to Montreal, they, they just need a little bit of a counter-attack and uh, Darren Maddox finding a little bit of space and scoring maybe. A, so Vancouver is dangerous, that's for sure. That's for sure. But you never know, maybe a Kukuta Mane or something like that. They have offensive weapons, so they could score and they can play a good defense. Montreal will really have to, 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 to find a way to, to, to score. If Montreal doesn't score, no chance they win. <laughs> and doesn't matter who wins. Do you think any of the two teams has the potential to go far in the actual CONCACAF Champions League? Well, it depends. It, it depends on the draw. because. There's four teams from Mexico, four teams from the, the MLS. If Montreal is or Vancouver is with one team from MLS, they have a good chance of going through. If there's a Mexican team in the group, that's a lot harder. So it depends how serious uh, the Mexican team is. So that's pretty much the main factor. Do you play a Mexican team or not? If you don't, they have a good chance. That's for sure. Both teams. <laughs> well, thank you very much, Ludovic. You can read Ludovic's article on optimum-soccer.com and you can hear him here and in a lot of other places. Thank you, Ludovic. Thank you, Kevin.
check one, two, one, two. Yeah. The Voyager's Cup Final. Yes, the second leg of the Amway Canadian Championship is tomorrow night, Wednesday night at 10 p.m. Eastern Time at BC Place in Vancouver, where Montreal will clash with the Whitecaps in what we hope will be a more entertaining game. With We were guaranteed to see goals, which if it's 0-0 after 90, there's extra time and there's penalties. But... After the 0-0 draw at the Saputo, I believe Montreal is in a decent position going in the West Coast. Because needing only a result with goals to be crowned. And hopefully, we will see the captain, Bernier probably, lifting a shiny trophy. So we can celebrate. I have been wanting... To see the impact lift the trophy. I've never seen that. And I want to see it. As a supporter. I was not there when there was trophies. And hopefully. It's the first of many's trophies. <laughs> Enough with the poetries. And back to Vancouver. So that 0-0 draw. At the support of the first game. Needs Montreal just for a result. So if it's finished 0-0. It's going to be extra time, like I said, everything. But just a 1-1, one, 2-2, one, two, two, heck, 6-6 six, six, if you want, will make Montreal the Voyager's Cup trophy champions. There's a total of 20 players that actually traveled to Vancouver because after the game, we, stro- we go straight away to Kansas City for the weekend game. And don't be surprised if Montreal fields a strong 11 because Kansas City will be missing a lot of key components on Saturday. Well, the weekend. So Montreal will be in a decent position to field a couple of younger people. But on Wednesday, it's a cup. It's a final. We need the A team on the pitch. We need the strongest team possible to be playing to get that victory or that result. Nesta's probably not going to play, which is fine, because Camara's going to be able to play, having Saturday off, getting better, rested, all the little aches and bumps out of his body and getting ready to face the Caps. Mr. Brovsky is going to play for sure. The warrior, a true warrior. I love that dude, like I said. <laughs> and it's his former team. So don't be surprised, Brovsky, to play again with his big cojones on the field. And even if it's a artificial field, it's a turf in Vancouver, Expect DeVaio to start with Andrew Wenger. I believe the dynamic duo, the new dynamic duo of the impact, will be able to stretch Vancouver's defense, put the defender in a bad spot, and make sure that DeVaio gets behind them without even noticing it. The defending won't know what happened and be like, oh, DeVaio, ah, damn, it's already in the net. If you look at the defender of Philadelphia on Saturday, that's exactly what he realized. Like, okay, I got, I got this winger guy. Oh, well, wait, what? Do I, eh? One nothing. That's how it happened. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly how it happened. Yep, they told me. That's how they saw it. That's how it happened. <laughs> so the interesting thing to look at on Wednesday night will be to see how the Caps decide to play. Will they open up to get goals? 
and then make themselves vulnerable to the counterattack, which we know it's Montreal's forte. I know it's another Italian word today on After Woodworks, the forte. So the counterattack of Montreal might have a feast against a white cap team who wants to open up to get an early goal. Or will the Caps decide to sit back, defend, and wait patiently for their one chance and try to bury it? We'll see. But my prediction, you ask. You ask, hey, Kev, what's your prediction? Good question. My prediction, it's a 2-0. And I'll even go further than that. It's going to be an early goal. And then when Vancouver opens up to try to get the equalizer later in the second half, Montreal is going to put a second one, counterattack style. I'm not going to predict the first style of the goal, but the second one will be off a counterattack. <laughs> and you know what else starts today and tomorrow? It's the U.S. Open Cup third round, which is the first round in the U.S. where the MLS team, our top flight, enters the tournament. And it's the 100th year of the U.S. Open Cup, the Lamar Hunt U.S. Open Cup, to be exact. And there is a couple of very interesting games today and tomorrow. Today, the Charleston Battery versus the San Jose Earthquakes. Will it be pillow feet, pillow feet, Adam John's day in Charleston? Or will the Quakes field a B team and might be upset? Because it is one of the team on my upset watch. The battery might have a shot to beat the Quakes and make their way up to the fourth round. Then you get the Colorado Rapids versus Orlando City SC. Go Orlando, who has to travel to Colorado. But Orlando, they're a, a decent PDL team, which might be, they might have the caliber to compete with the Rapids, because it will be a B team for the Rapids. But I don't know why I believe Colorado is going to pull it off. Another interesting game, FC Dallas at home versus the Fort Lauderdale Strikers, former NASL Rival of, not rival, but former team we used to play against in the NSL, same as for the Chelsea Battery. And Dallas might probably going to win it in Dallas. And then you get New England, the Revs versus the Rochester Rhinos. This is another, te another team which I believe can be upset. The Rhinos might be able to beat the Revs, which is weird because both teams are affiliated with each other. The Rhinos are the affiliated team of the Revs. But look for the Rhinos to maybe advance to the fourth round. <laughs> the Atlanta Silverbacks versus Real Salt Lake in Atlanta. Atlanta has a decent following and supporters group mentality. Atlanta might be able to win to get the victory at home against RSL. would be very interesting. And we get a derby this year in the Lamar Hunt U.S. Open Cup. You get Chivas USA, the most Mexican of American team in the MLS. Versus the Los Angeles Blues. Go Blues! PDL team that can actually beat an MLS team. That would be very fun to see the Blues beat the Goats. Because whenever you play and your name is the Blues, I gotta cheer for you. It's the right color. It is the right color. 
another very interesting game with a former adversary of the Impact. It's the LA Galaxy versus the Carolina Railhawks. Yes, the Railhawks. Oh, they're not going to play a lot, but look for Robbie Rogers to make his first start in the Galaxy uniform against the Railhawks to get some playing time, to get his fitness where his fitness should be at the level where it used to be. And yes, he's going to... I'm calling it right now. Robbie Rogers is going to score against the Railhawks. Another game I'm really interested to see, actually. One of the, my favorite games of the U.S. Open Cup third round. It's the Seattle Sounders versus the Tampa Bay Rowdies. That game is going to be a feast for our eyes. Both teams play a very entertaining style of football. And it will be very fun to watch that. So that does it for the game I want to watch and probably you want to watch of the U.S. Open Cup. Those were interesting. And and ASL is not that far from the MLS in the caliber of play. And it is getting better. It will become... Eventually, there'll be MLS 1 and MLS 2. It's not going to be... It's going to be a different... It's going to be a very different type of promotion relegation... But I heard Marc Dos Santos say, because yes, Marc Dos Santos got nominated as the first coach of Ottawa Fury. I said that earlier on the other show. And I heard him in this press conference saying that for him, we were going to see in our lifetime, with our own eyes, a promotion and relegation system in North American football. And I believe it's not even 20 years away. It will be an MLS 1, MLS 2 type. And then the rest will be very different. But... The financial system, if you take the actual MLS, bring it up to 30 teams, split into two 15-team division, division, MLS 1 and 2, still keep the salary cap, or maybe not, but we're not, I'm not there yet in my thought. It's just the beginning of, a, of a, what a 30-team league could look like with two divisions, where actual promotion and relegation. It's just an ebauche. It's a sketch of an idea. And I wanted to let you know of that idea. And let me know what you think about it. Do you think it's a good idea? Should we have an MLS 1 and MLS 2? Do you think it's possible for one day to have promotion and relegation in North American football's top flight? And what do you think about the NSL? Is it getting better? There's a couple of new teams this year uh, with the New York Cosmos getting starting to play this year. And you never know. The NSL can eventually become a lot bigger than it actually is with Devoted and passionate coach like De Santos, you never know what can happen. Expect the Fury to be good at their first season. He won everywhere. He's a champion. <laughs> and I hope that we can say the Montreal are champion as well at the end of Wednesday night. So thank you very much for listening to After Woodworks today again. I'm Kevin Laramie. It's been a pleasure. You can find our show, our show, on iTunes. Off the Woodworks, you can just look it up, search for this, we're on there. We've been featured on iTunes in the new and noteworthy section of the podcast section. Thank you for that. It means that you are actually listening to my show. And even somebody made a review. So go review my show. Give me a couple of stars. Everybody's asking for five stars. Give me four and I'll be happy. <laughs> I'm content like that. I can content myself like that. <laughs> you can reach me on email, off the Woodworks at hotmail.com with an X don't worry don't for worry don't forget because I'm cool I put an X at the end on Twitter at off the woodworks 
on Facebook, go like my page, Outwood Works again. And as always, have a great soccer. It's dead now, it's up north with me. I can do this all day. It's a part of my routine. My supper's almost done, and tonight, routine. Yeah. I know where I'm from, and I told you before. North of America, hard to ignore. Every time I go away, I tell them for sure. I'm from Canada, oh, 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 Canada. I'm from the East Coast of Canada, oh, 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 oh Canada. I'm from the East, East, East Coast. <laughs> I'm from Canada, so sometimes words come over my mouth like this. Get used to it.